I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest too. Like God's helped me through this a lot. That's good. I mean, I would. There was time. Ah, that's the first we've had so far. Yeah, that's, that's what I said. That's, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad you touched on that. Well, but. there was one point where I was thought that my business was going to be gone. You know, I had. Yeah. I was like, I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I literally went home, and I opened my Bible and read and prayed for eight hours, like if I was going to work. Instead of going into my shop, I didn't let nobody know this. I didn't let nobody know what I was doing. I told them I'm out doing sales. Don't worry about what I'm doing. So I, I, I was like, and then all of a sudden, my guys keep calling me, and I was like, look, I can't talk right now. I'll, I'll talk to you. I, I had my breaks, like, like break time, oh, and then I would call my guys and see what, how everything's going over there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we had enough money in the bank to pay payroll. We were negative four grand at that time. Man. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm like, this is, I had to thank God for that. What's going on, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Apply Purpose. On this episode, we have Jacob, owner of Fix-It Diesel. I've been knowing Jacob now for about, well, six years now, and it's about the same time that you had the business for, right, Jacob? Yeah, about that much. Cool. So, um, and today, we're going to just be sharing how he got started with the business. The business is a truck and uh, trailer repair service. I know a lot of people probably don't know of this business. You guys probably have never heard of it. But Jacob is going to be going into the details, the do's and don'ts, you know, what he has learned throughout his time in the industry. And then he's also going to be talking about, you know, how he's thriving with the business till this day. We see the auto repair shops and stuff like that, you know, but that focus is primarily just with autos. It's not with the big rigs and stuff like that, that business that Jacob specializes in. But without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into the quote of the day, Ruben. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Jacob, I know that, uh, you know, Luis has told me a lot about you and uh, very, very impressed. And, and one thing that, that just, you know, caught, caught my ear there was that he was telling me how you were, you know, an entrepreneur just before Fix the Diesel. So there was a, a lot of, you know, ups and downs throughout your journey before you actually started your business, Fix the Diesel. So he said you always had like that, that I guess you can call it like a hustler mentality, uh, that just that, that mindset, right? You've always had it. And uh, kind of, I, I was reading through a quote, and, and we, me and Luis agreed that this one would fit perfect for you. The quote says, formal education will lock you into a nine-to-five, but self-education will bring you to freedom. So, yeah, just, I think it kind of really hit home for yourself. Um, I, I kind of, I was like, okay, this one sounds so good. Sounds like what, you know, you've been aiming for throughout your whole life, it sounds like. So, just want to see if you can elaborate, maybe tell us a little bit what, about what you think on that quote there. Well, I mean, if you would have asked me a long time ago, I would have been like, self-education is where it's at. Like, I mean, yeah, a long time yeah, ago, yeah. I'd have been like, well, I mean, I, I could do this. I can do this myself. You know, what I mean, I don't got, I don't need schooling and all that. But now that I own my own business, it's the yeah. opposite. Cool. Okay. I mean, self-education is great, but formal education, you need that too. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, I mean, like, if, like now, if I can go back, I'd go back and I'd want to, I'd go to want to do accounting. Okay. School for accounting. Oh, that's okay. interesting. Because anything that has to do with accounting can go to any type of business. So that would be my my thing I'd want to do. That's good. Even now, I'm, I'm thinking about going back to school for that, right? Never too late, right? Never too yeah. late. And, mm-hmm. and, and uh, so basically, that's kind of how I look at it. Like, you need both. You know what I mean? I you can't, you can't that, yeah. knock the, you can't knock schooling, man. You can't. Definitely. I mean, I mean, they even teach you how to do even math differently in school now. Yeah. And when you're on your own business, you have to learn. You can't have one solution because you're going to have so many obstacles. Okay. So you can have like, you're trying to aim for one thing. You got to have like five different solutions to be able to get that one thing done because you can have so many obstacles in the way to get that thing done. Just like in school, and they're teaching you how to do different math. 
Uh-huh. So, I mean, I mean, it's everything's different, but there's, there's always more than one way to solve a problem. And you've got to know that because you've got to have plan A, B, and C always ready to go. Yeah. Especially with customers. That's just that's the way it is. Yeah, that's I an interesting. It, yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a different mindset, right? Like, it's just a different mindset about, I guess, a, di- a different struggle. Because, I mean, I see it all the time where people just, you know, studying and, you know, they're picking up, like, you know, just studying habits. They're using their mind, right? Just expanding it. But, yeah, so definitely... Uh, I I like that man. Yeah. I definitely do. What, what do you think, Luis? Yeah, and that's a different take. You know, you don't really hear it a lot. A lot of times when you hear someone talk about formal education versus self education, they're always knocking like the the formal. It's just saying, oh, you don't need it. You yeah. can always learn it on uh, Google, the internet. It's like YouTube. one or the other type thing, right? right? But they never really elaborate. Like you know, they never go into the why you need formal education because you do need it and you and you really you said it dude um you know i myself went to college and Mm -hmm. i wish i could have done things differently i wish i could have took it one maybe more serious now that i know what i want to do and i think that's what what happens we we're just thrown in there at a very young age and we don't we're like okay what am i supposed to do like i'm trying to figure this out what's what's my path but it's not till later on in life that you start realizing hey i love this i love that um, that's why I say it's never too late, bro. It's never too late to go back to school, man. What's well, your yeah. whole journey? You know what I mean. Yeah. So if you're if you're, whatever you're learning throughout your time. Yeah. I mean, I literally use all of that. I've been through like the worst of the worst when it comes to owning a business, right? So I literally used everything that I learned, and that's formal education mm-hmm. and being on the street, doing whatever I do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I mean, the wrenching part of it, all that. Yeah. So I mean. Everything I've learned, I have put it to use. That's good. So, Got I mean, if I, if I actually applied myself more in school, I would have been applying that more here. So, yeah. whatever you're doing, you're applying throughout your life, mm. you apply it in your business if go. you're fully in on it because it's your life. Yeah. At that point, it's your life. Your business is your life. You said you've been through the worst when it comes to your business. So, let's talk a little bit about that. So, what is it that got you into entrepreneurship and, and why? I always just enjoy, enjoyed the hustle, like the business side of things, and I always wanted to, you know, know more about that. And and, and throughout my time, I mean, my stepdad had his own business, okay. so I worked for him. And a lot of times I would start doing paperwork. I was in junior high doing that stuff because he'd take me because I would get in trouble, so he'd take me for the summer. So I'm in junior high doing plumbing, you know what I mean? And then uh, learning how to do invoicing and things like that. Oh, in junior high you are doing junior high, wow. right? So that's how it all started for me. And then throughout that time... Um, I start my, my uh, I would do plumbing for him for a long time, and then um, I got out of that. And my father-in-law is the one that got me into my ex-father-in-law. He got me into uh, uh, working on rigs, Ooh. and I didn't even like it, man. I didn't like either one plumbing. plumbing I, I didn't want to get dirty. I just wanted to be able to wear a suit and own a business. You know what right. I mean? Like everybody thinks it's that easy, but it's Every, not. Yeah, everyone thinks you know that what entrepreneurship I mean? is. Yeah, 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 cool. So basically, I started doing wrenching with him on the weekends, making good money doing that kind of stuff, and then uh, throughout time. Um, I started working for my father, my ex father in law, who uh, who started a business with somebody else, but he got he got really screwed over when he when he was started that business. Like and, you big real, time. and you realize that? Well, when I, the whole time I knew he was getting screwed over, and I was trying to explain to him, and how, he didn't. How I, did you know that though? Like, I, I just senses. I, I guess just kind of growing up, like. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the, like the streets kind of mm, yeah. just okay. kind of realizing, like, this is not right. Yeah. This guy's getting screwed right now. And I tried to tell him a lot of times, and nobody would listen to me. They're just like, oh, no, no, we're good, we're good. And he ended up getting screwed really bad. Oh. And I, I caught it, and I just kept seeing all this stuff. But I learned a lot about business because he didn't like dealing with business. He didn't like dealing with running the shop. Mm-hmm. So I would help a lot on dealing with the, all the suits in the office because okay. he didn't want to deal with them but which wasn't smart but at the end of the day it is what it is so I started dealing with them that's my yeah. first 
learning curve, I think, it, on learning the back end of the business and how to deal with, like, the big dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. The rich. Because they're all rich, man. The, the guy, the owner lived by um, by Kobe Bryant. Wow. That's how much money this guy had. I had to talk to him a lot. And I had to, like, break it down so they wouldn't argue and fight and all that stuff. And who, who was this arguing? Like, the owner with the your ex- owner with my ex-father-in-law? Yeah. So, so it's, it's pretty crazy because it sounds like how we talked about the whole quote, right? Is like, you kind of want to have, like, that mix, right? Like, the street smarts, but with the formal education. And it sounded like, uh, so when you're working with your, your ex-father-in-law, it was all about, uh, you know, the street smart. He had, you know, he had his craft down, but when it came down to the formal part of it, dealing really, with, yeah, dealing, dealing with, with other people, he, he yeah. really wasn't grasping it, no. right? And he, and he had no formal education. He was very ah, intelligent. See, see. He was yeah. still intelligent, um, but he had no formal education. He, he, yeah. he, he didn't go to school. He, started, he dropped out of school like in, in elementary school. Okay. So my formal education and how I grew up on street side and then the good side with the different side of my family, yeah, I knew how to talk to people. You okay. know what I mean? So that's kind of how I started dealing with it. But I just started kind of noticing and just reading people. I've always read people. I mean, mm-hmm. kind of growing the street that's kind of how you see things yeah so you always just read people you know and that's just how i did things but um we basically that's basically how i got started gotcha. and then um I, I moved to uh working for another guy i became a service manager i i had my career going through the diesel repair for a while so i okay. I, I moved into being a service manager at another shop but i worked right under the owner so it so worked another shop uh like it went in what it, in diesel diesel, in diesel? Okay. okay so okay. this is okay nice. yeah so i went to another shop and, and i got hired there as a, as a service manager basically the, i'm the boss right but, okay. I, but over here which was good for me I, I got to work right under the owner and i thought i knew everything because i i, I mean yeah. i was like man i got i got this right i was i was running the shop i was running everything when it came to the back end of the business with the owner mm-hmm. he's showing me how to do things it worked out cool and real quick uh, you're talking about like these things so um you said running the shop so what were the little things you were learning as you you were how to so manage when, people when you say back end when yeah. you say back end well, well first I learned how to manage people I learned okay. that at the other one too because I was a foreman <clears throat> for my ex-father-in-law so I had to run people I learned how to get the jobs done in a timely manner things like that and I'd go deal with him the owner and he was kind of I mean he was whitewashed, you know. What I mean, he's he's a white guy, but he was just like up there. He okay. you could tell he always had money. He's, he was he was a lawyer before he owned like, that company. Like privileged, almost privileged. Like, was, they're they're yeah. privileged, right? So I I learned a lot from him and had to deal with him because honestly, he was a hard person to deal with. Okay. But I learned how to deal with him, and he would show me like pretty much invoicing how much money we're making doing this. I mean, different kind of things he would show me, and I would look at it like, okay, like I want to learn this more. So I would like try to learn the HR stuff, try to learn different things every time I was in that office because gotcha. I had a meeting with them every single morning. So that's kind of how that went down. But then uh, my brother, how, how I started with my, my business, Fix It Diesel, is my brother... He uh, would do a lot of side jobs. I hated my industry. I, I, I never liked it. I don't like getting dirty. I like being in the heat over engines where it's 100 degrees, now it's 120 degrees because you're over the engine. I didn't like any of that. Yeah, it's a, and like I said in the beginning, it's an industry I don't think a lot of people have heard of. Even when you were telling me, I'm like, why that industry? Like, yeah. what? <laughs> you know? Definitely, I know. And especially in, in diesel, too. Because I think when me and Lisa were talking about, you know, like you owing the, the shop. I was like, okay, wait. So what type of what type of you know shop is it? You know, diesel. Okay, diesel repair. I'm like, all right, like, and and we we're kind of going back and forth. I'm yeah. like, you know, tell me some more. Tell me some more. So like, diesel, like the fixed trucks. So I think definitely, uh, yeah. I, 
I think a lot of people are not going to know exactly what this is. So please share the most. So my brother, um, I hired my brother at the, at the place I was at. He worked right under me. Mm. And so we, we were, um, that's how it kind of got going. And, and, and he was doing a lot of side jobs, though. So every day after work, he'd be doing a different side job with somebody, making like a thousand bucks here, a thousand bucks there. He'd always ask me, and I'd be like, nah, man, I don't even want to wrench here, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, nah, I'm good, yeah. man. And, uh, and he'd come on, dude, I just made a thousand, you made a thousand bucks? He's like, I'm like, Huh. I'm like, we're going to Vegas this next weekend, so I'd like to make another thousand bucks to take out there. Okay. So that's what I ended up doing, right? I went out there and he's like, dude, I've been telling you to come with me, right? So he already, that's why he kept trying to get me in. He was telling me, because like, I already knew you would make something of this. If, if I can make a thousand bucks off a customer that he he found or somebody else found, yeah. I'm going to go try to find more customers. Okay. So you know, you I'm going to find a way. Up. I want to like, double up. Yeah, I want to okay. stack it up now. And he knew you had that mentality. That's yeah, why he was. Yeah. And that's what he kept telling me. He's like, hey, I've been trying to tell you this and he didn't want to listen to me okay because i was like man i hate this industry he's like dude there's money to be made here Damn. and he was right i actually was blinded by it i did not feel there was a lot of money to be made mm -hmm. you make good money as a tech i mean but if you're a service manager in the office you're making over 30 something bucks an hour right okay. so i'm thinking hey like like i can get up there but i never really wanted to work for somebody anyways i knew, i was always trying to start a side hustle okay. right i always had something else going on so they started as a side hustle for you yeah so that started as a side hustle and basically, I went out with them, started making that money, and then I started like looking like through social media and and Craigslist and different things like that, and posting up what we do and who just just made up some name at that time, right? And we started getting hits, and I was and I was setting us up for like different days to work on on, on different rigs, mm -hmm. trailers, whatever it was. We'd always get the hard stuff too that we've never even done. We had to figure it out while we did it. You know See. what I mean? And even that. Even being a diesel technician helped me become a better entrepreneur because when you get a rig that's in there, or even because we're fire mechanics as well, our fire truck that we never worked on, oh, wow. Oh, wow. you still got to figure out what that problem is. Okay. And in entrepreneurship, that's all you do, it's just problems. True. Problem so you got to figure out the problems that you got going on and fix that as well. Okay, now that you say it, it's, it's a profitable business for sure, you know, you can make money out of it. So now maybe elaborate a little bit more on what it is that you're doing, you know, for the people that are listening and they're like, okay, what am I, what industry is he talking about? If you want to just get a little bit now into the industry and what Fix-It Diesel is and stuff like that. So, so Fix-It Diesel, we're, we're a diesel repair shop and mobile service. So what we'll do is we have a shop and we'll bring the, the work there, the trucks, trailers, fire trucks, all that. So we're licensed fire mechanics as, too, as well. I had, to, I had to send my guys out to be licensed fire technicians. I know that was a big hustle, so I, I was able to do that. Um, and now we get fire trucks in there as well. But um, we work on we do pretty much everything. So PM services, that's like oil changes on the rigs, inspections. We do engine rebuilds. We do um, all the computer diagnostics on there, the DPF systems, like all the Clean Air Act, right? So Back in the day, I don't believe that diesel repair was, was good at making money. But ever since, in, well, for California, the DPF system is the clean air. DPF. DPF is Clean Air Act. So okay. it's uh, basically um, all trucks now, they can't have that smog coming out of there. It has to be, it, it, it's, it's filtered by clean air now. So they, they shoot clean air out of the trucks now. That was so, a, a big deal, I heard, right? So yes. I think a lot of people had to either... Fix it, which was costly, or buy a whole new truck. Is, is that well, true? Well, they ha the thing is, yeah, you got to fix it. They all have to have it in California, right? That makes us a lot of money because that, that little sensors that they have will go out and shut down the whole truck. They got to come in. The truck can't even drive. It's in limp mode. Oh. So we get that. So basically, that system made this business profitable. For me, right? For for any any diesel repair shop is now going to be able to be profitable for this. And I was thinking about that. So was that like kind of like a, a, a light bulb going off? Like, hey, 
I can make some ser- like serious money because of that, or was was that something beforehand? So, so that started when I was already at uh, Attack working for somebody. Okay. And I actually didn't think too much about it. I actually didn't even think too much about it when I was when I was um had my own business. But I started realizing like, dang, like back in the day, they would run their trucks into the ground. They wouldn't even care, but because they wouldn't shut off on them, they would just make sure they keep running. Right. Now they have no choice. They have to bring them in. You know what I mean? So oh, that's kind of how it yeah. worked out for us. And, and now, I mean, we're making money on that, you know? Yeah. It's, it's still not, it's still back in time, though. This industry, I'm trying to bring it on the map differently because um, there is no franchise for this business. And I'm trying to franchise my business. Ooh. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's so, always big. So it's so back in date, man. It's just crazy. Like, the technicians should be getting paid so much more. You know, if, if, you, if you deal with a plumbing company, they're getting paid, like, Two hundred and like fifty bucks an hour. Jeez. You know what I mean? And, and this industry, the highest they're really getting paid is like one hundred and sixty, one hundred and seventy bucks an hour. So, so and that and that's dealership God. and technicians. I believe. I mean, I'm not gonna knock the plumbing game, but to be a technician now, you got you can't just be a mechanic. You got to be a technician. You got to be you got to be computer savvy because we use computers for everything now on the trucks. So I, I look at these guys as like superheroes, man. These guys got to know so much and they don't get paid enough. Dang. That's the industry though. You know what I mean? So somebody needs to blow that up to make these guys make more money. If, and I feel like I could do that. If I was, like, trying to visualize how, I mean, your, your diesel shop looks, I mean, what, what does it look like? I mean, you, you have employees. I mean, do yeah. they work for you? They don't work for you? Are they contracting? Like, how does right. that look right so there? So I have employees. I have about 12 employees over there. Okay. I have service riders in the office that basically take the calls and, um, and they set up the jobs. So we, we can get a road call. So I have service trucks as well. So service trucks will go out on the road and fix trucks on the road. My mechanics are in the shop as well. Trucks roll in. It's a pretty big shop. I have a pretty big shop. It's on Cherry and, uh, and Fontana off Cherry and Wittrum. Drop the address, bro. Yeah. Go ahead. So yeah. it's uh, 14490 Wittrum Avenue in Fontana. Okay. And that's in California. So that's um, where we're at. It's a pretty big shop. Around the corner, right by the speedway, right by it. Oh, okay. oh god, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, it's a pretty good sized shop. Yeah, people just roll in, or I have a bunch of accounts. Now, the difference between me and I'm gonna tell you this is a big difference yeah. between me and other shops. I'm new. I'm new to the game. My shop's been around for about almost seven years, almost okay. right. About six, we're in the six years in the game. Everybody around me has been around for like twenty to forty years. Ooh, crazy. Okay, they have they have um, steady customers. I got to fight for my customers, but I try to get big customers. Like, I got Coca-Cola. I have a bunch of different companies yeah. that I do work for, right? Pretty much everybody in the industry that's around us, I'm doing work for them at some point. Gotcha. Right? So, but I have a sale. I do sales for it. And I have a salesperson, too, that does it for me, too. She's really good. So, that's how it kind of started off. Like, my shop would be empty, and I couldn't have an empty shop. So, I would go hit all these different customers. I would just Google trucking companies near me and go hit them. But my brother would stay at the shop working, and I was the one hitting the customers. So is that how it started off first? It was you, your brother, and maybe like a salesperson, or it was just well, it was just me and my brother. Mm-hmm. So at first, it was just me and my brother, and we were and we were hitting the so, comb pass. And you guys are you guys are doing all of that at the same time. Same right? time, it was just me and okay. him. And so, then you, you mentioned the Cajon Pass. And so for those who are not from around here, what, what's the Cajon Pass mean? So the Cajon Pass is like the big old hill that goes up to Asperia and Victorville and all that. Now you're not supposed to do this. It's actually legal to do, but we would go up and down the Cajon Pass. <laughs> Okay. Up to uh, to um, the gas station, Pedley up there. We we just keep circling. Uh, we'd be up there at four in the morning, pretty much every single day. Because um, like, I mean, it's a smart that's, move, and yeah. that's the street smart kicking in, not the formal, yeah. right? That's that's the street, street smart. So I get it. But, but it was straight crazy how we did this because 
you're in a, we're in a service truck. We got a service truck. We had it all decked out. It was like just a regular pickup truck, but we had a compressor. We had everything we needed in there, all our tools, everything. Damn. So we acted like we were coming. If we rolled up on a truck that was broke down, because that Cone Pass breaks down a lot of trucks. They break them down all the time. So it was good for us. Um, so I would see him broke down. I was like, hey, what's what we're going to do? We're going to roll up on it, and I'm going to hustle, because that's my thing. Yeah. I'm going to hustle him to let us work on the truck. So I roll up on him and say, hey, man, we were just working on our truck up the street. Saw you broke down. Do you need some help? And they'd kind of, sometimes they would look at me like, what the heck? What's up with that? And he's like, and I, I go, we're right here. You know what I mean? So I would, I would keep trying to convince him. He's like, well, I already called somebody. Well, they're going to take a couple hours. We're here already. So, yeah. Do you want us to do this? Yeah. Kind of like go, what do you got timing. Go? I would yeah. even like, kind of like maneuver my way in. Like, what you got going on? Let me see. He'd open the um, he'd open the hood or whatever the case is. And I'm like, look, and I go, we can take care of this right now. And I, I give him a price. We're looking at about this much price. I, I go, Mike, call the, call the um, my brother. I tell my brother, mm-hmm. go ahead and call the um, dealership right now. Let's find out how much that is. Whoever he called, we already started. It's our job now. You know what I mean? No matter what, he's going to pay us. Yeah. And I had Square and everything on my phone, so we took payment on the phone. Man, you know what I mean? That's, that's, yeah. yeah that so we'd go crazy. up there, get the part, come back, put it on. I'd, I'd grab the keys. I'm like, I'm like, okay, you need to pay us now. So my, before my, my brother was finished, I'd be the one hustling, saying, okay, okay, we're going to take payment for this much. Blah, 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 blah. We take the payment, run it, boom, knocked nice. it out, and that was it. And I would do this all day. And then, so you mentioned that you're not really supposed to be doing that, right? No. So, at that point, how are you like earning th- their business again? Like, so is it? Are you asking for referrals at that time, or are you not supposed to be doing or is it? Like a, a one-time to, thing. Like, yeah, is it like well, a one-time well, thing? O- well, they're owner-operators, so they'd be going out of state, so we would probably never see them again, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, but but at it. that time, I would make sure we made enough money to support ourselves, and then while I was while I was doing while he was doing that, I, I'd make sure because we'd both be ranching, right? But I would, I would I'd have my brother do the majority of it. So and I would go do the sales. So I would be like, okay. Now I want to get because we still we got a little shop. We had a little tiny shop up uh, on on in, in North Rialto, right? Okay. So I started. I said, okay, let's hustle these trucks to come in. So they have to pay us, and they can't just bounce on us because there'd be guys trying to do that. They would argue about the price after they already said yes to it. You know what yeah. I mean? So I started hustling them to come in. Okay. And then as we had work in there, I'm like, okay, we, we're gonna run out of work, Mike. I'm gonna go out there and 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 try to get more work. So I'd go out there trying to hustle more work. And, and finding new accounts, and, I, and they just started coming in Damn, slowly. Okay. And all of a sudden, we had accounts in there, and we're like, whoa. We would be, like, excited but scared at the same time because like, now we got to make this happen. Word of and mouth. They, and they sent us the worst of the worst work, stuff that we've Jeez. never done. And That's I would call tough. people that I know. They'd walk us through it. Sometimes they'd come down. They'd help us out, you know what I mean, trying to get this done. And now we're used to nightmare jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get them all day still, yeah. and we just keep so rolling. It's, it's so I have good, another question, that too. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely dope. I know. Uh, so th- during this time, are are you licensed? Like, are are you? I mean, do you have? Like, are you officially a business yet? Oh yeah, we're a corporation. Time? Okay. Oh, so no, no, not at that time. At that time, I'm a DBA. So we are officially a business. Okay, okay. But we're not a corporation yet. So okay, I was a okay. DBA. I turned corporate about a year, not even a full year, maybe a half a year after that. Does that make a difference? Like, as far as getting like more business, like having the LLC or a DBA or having nothing at all? I mean, does no, any not of that really. Make a difference? It, it just uh, being corporate um, protects you. From people suing you, yeah. because then your business—it's its own entity at the time now. So when you're a DBA, it's under—you'll start under your uh, social security number. So if they sue you for whatever reason, yeah. then they sue you too. Mm-hmm. But if it's a corporation, they, the corporation is basically its own person. It gets its own social security number. And, and I'm glad you asked this, right? They sue that. I'm glad you're talking about that because I was going to ask, can you elaborate on what the DBA? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think a lot of people, let's say. 
I mean, I, I know in my family or people I grew up with is like, hey, get into construction, right? And they own a business, but man, they didn't know that if, if something really happened, like someone got hurt on the job, mm-hmm. I mean, they can not only just go after your like your your home, your business, they can do Everything. all of that, right? But the LLC, like you're saying, protects you, right? It's its yeah. own person. Well, we got insurance too, so I got a million dollar insurance policy. Okay. I have to have that in order to do work on a lot of my customers. Yeah. They won't even let me like talk to them. Okay. So I have to have that too. I that have to sense. pay that every year. It's a lot of money, man. But at the same time, when you're wrenching on stuff, you have to have stuff like that. Plumbers, there's even more. Their, their, their insurance is even more. It's like five million they got to have. But we it's, gotta it's have worth, a million. Yeah. But it's worth it though. It's yeah. worth it. I mean, for people, you know, a lot of times they try to take shortcuts and not pay stuff like that. But I mean, it comes ends up coming out to what, a few hundred bucks a month or something yeah about like three almost 400 bucks a month you're paying uh, it used to be cheaper when we first started but yeah. it's getting more expensive every year and then is that because you're getting bigger or is that because it's just, just how it is just how it is okay. yeah everything just goes up cost My goes up every year no you're good and then just going back to uh, we already know how it started with your brother and stuff like that but one thing that i did here was that a lot of the times they were complaining about the prices and then another thing also that you mentioned was that you're one of the newest um fix it like the diesel companies there compared to you know six years compared to 40 20 years yeah so what what was it that you were doing to like market yourself to be successful in this industry um you know having to deal with customers that are like well i could go to this shop who has been here longer have you got into those type of situations where like damn guys yeah. we have to price yeah. match or oh like, yeah i got to selling situation point. big time so yeah so basically, I like branding. I like the look of things. I started branding my business. I wanted to look at it and be like um, appealing to them. When you so, say branding, do you mean like online branding or, or well, business cards? All or? of it, yeah. So online branding, I, I, I got a, I have a really good art director that I, I use. Okay. And he's, um, he created our logo. Dope. Okay. And so then um, I went from that to pushing on LinkedIn to Facebook Social to media, Instagram okay. to I mean using all these different platforms try right. to push my business and believe it or not I mean LinkedIn was the biggest for me now certain businesses like Instagram I see works for a lot of people right Correct. my industry nobody cares about disrepair and in, in Instagram right LinkedIn True. that platform alone I made over 100 grand just on LinkedIn Jeez. Throughout the time that I've been in business, not not like not like boom, hundred grand, you know what I mean. But throughout the time I've been in business, we did over a hundred thousand dollars just on LinkedIn. Jeez. That's good for those who, who who want to get into this type of business. LinkedIn, that was where is that? That's dope. Okay, you just gotta push though. You gotta push yourself because honestly, you, there's so many things you can do. Like I I, jo- I joined uh, Chambers of Commerce, uh, and I and I would go and pretty much shake everybody's hand. Hey, how you doing? I wanted to find out what they had. That's how I got the Salvation Army. A bunch of different companies. I just go in there, like BNI is another one I went in, and uh, uh, any networking group. Try it out for you. You go and you network, because networking is everything. Even when you're off the clock, you're networking. When you own your own business, you're never off the clock, ever. It's always a hustle, no matter what. Got it. So that's what I'm always doing, no matter what I'm doing. I'm always looking to push my business somehow. So that's what you were doing just to stand out and, and you know, compete with, nice. the, with the people. Cool. Well, the only thing that, that we did that's completely different than the diesel repair shop, because they didn't really do that either. They weren't doing no social media. So I know we were doing something different on that. But the main, main thing that, that set us apart is having sales. So I would go to different companies and sell myself. Then I hired a few salespeople. Now I have one that's really good. She's been there the whole time. Uh, pretty much like f- last four years she's been there. Nice. And um, when you have like a duel that, uh, that goes in like that, yeah. a, a, a female and a male, and 
female is good looking, they mm-hmm. always gonna obviously gonna come at you a little bit and differently, you think, right? And you think diesels? A lot of people are dudes, uh, yeah, right? Always, a, yeah, always. Okay. So parts smart. guys will come in and things like that. But but I've been in other industries where they where they have pretty females come in there and then they'll like just listen to them, right? And then so that sometimes I'm only getting any type of love because she's there. Mm. And then sometimes it's just me yeah. because they want to hear what I have to say. They don't even want to talk to a, a woman. They want to talk to a man. So when we walk in there, it's like a, it's like a, a team. We go in there and okay. we just sell. Gotcha. We push. You know what I mean? That's a difference. Perfect. You know what I mean? So for what I, we do. I got a question. So it, it sounds like, man, everything that you did w- was right, right? So sometimes, I mean, thinking back, you already kind of mentioned it, that you, you would like that, that formal education too as well. So if you were if you were talking to me and let's say I wanted to start up a business in, in diesel, right, the, and diesel and diesel repair, would you give me that same advice like of everything that you did, or would you kind of tweak something around? Like what would you tell me if I'm would, just starting up? I would tweak a lot around. Okay, um, cool. Um, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I can tell you one thing about business is you can't trust anybody. Ooh. There's nobody you can trust. Dude. Okay. Best friend, family, you can't. You can't. It's like you have to be in a zone. Yeah. Because a family member or even a best friend can stir your mind off. Right. You're going to have a lot of haters when you have a business. That's Nobody thinks you should do it. They all think it's a joke at the beginning. They keep telling you to stop, go get a job, mm-hmm. go do that, go do this. Because, like, oh, even if you're making money and you're, and you're just venting, oh, just, maybe you should just give it up. What are you talking about? I'm still living off my business. Like, why would I give it up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? But they, nobody wants to see that for some, for whatever reason. I, I know it's just a hater thing, right? Yeah. And I dealt with that a lot. And that happens, you know? It, it, with success, right? Comes, like, uh, what, is, uh, what do they say? No more money. Any more problems, yeah, right? Yeah. For sure. I mean, I, I had a best friend that I don't have a best friend no more. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. you're, because I, of the business. I, I brought him into. So I fixed a diesel, and then I started fixing diesel mobile services for the for the um, the a different type of, type of uh, just mobile, right? Okay. But now it's all together now. But I started with him and a couple other people, and my best friend tried to burn me in it, so I cut him off. It's it, people get godlike. You know, they think that they're a god. And they think like, hey, I own a business. I'm gonna treat people bad, and I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I want to do. I could have very well went that route too. Right. Um, there was a guy I was gonna go into business with, and I just seen like the evil in him, like like just mean to people, his employees, like how he was to everybody. And I right. saw I, I just saw like fire in his eyes, and I felt like I was kind of going that route before I met him. Like I was like, man, I'm yeah. on top of the world. You know what I mean? Like no one could touch me. I got, I got this right. So when I saw him, I was like, I changed my whole persona. And I was I like, I never want to be like that guy. And I want to touch on that. So if you're giving advice and, and you're, you're saying, like, I mean, you're really saying, like, be careful who you go to business with. Is that what you mean? Is that the advice for, for me if I'm just starting up? Yeah. I mean, what happens is what's going to happen, though. You said it's so, your journey, right? It's, it's, part, it's, of it's, journey. Journey. it's yeah. part of the journey. Okay. And honestly, man, like. I wouldn't have been stronger if I didn't go through this, right? My mind got sharper from this. My, I mean, my back is against the wall most of the time. I mean, you got when you have a business too, you got to hold a lot close to the chest. You can't tell everybody what you're doing got because it. they will use your resources to benefit themselves and it'll hurt you somehow. I have, I have a factoring company, so whoever's not familiar with factoring is when, um, so I get paid on my industry every 30 to 90 days. Now, people can't live off that, right? Mm-hmm. So, and especially at the beginning when I started, there's no way I'd be able to live off that. Okay. So I ended up hooking up with this factoring company, and what they do is they pay me 80% off the invoice immediately. And you hooked it up with Fix the Diesel, right? Yeah, this with is, Fix okay. the Diesel. Mm-hmm. So that's how I, I, I get my money faster. How, how, did you, how did you find this service here? 
Um, I actually was was uh, banking with one of my banks, and they hooked me up with them. Ah, I see. And, but, but I still had to sell myself to them. It took was me it like, Luis? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just <laughs> Keep on going. Go yeah, I just had to throw it in there. That's funny. But basically, so I started working with them, and honestly, they, they've been they, – they were – his name's Greg Solomon. He's like the uh, main head for this bank. It's a fa- just factory bank, though, okay. right? He uh, he's been a good mentor toward me. To me, he's helped me a lot. Like understand a lot of things. He's even helped me introduce me to a lot of people. I mean, he it's he's been a really good mentor for me. That's good. And um, anybody you can take something from, even let's just say you're dealing with somebody. This is one thing I learned about business, is you can't think you're the you're the man. You can't think you know everything. Because if you do, then you should be. Like a billionaire. If you if you're not a billionaire, then you don't know everything. Right. So just like c- humble yourself, chill out. And so you're saying maybe don't don't act so crazy. Be a little bit humble at first. Uh, go in there, you know, just willing to learn, right? So just I should go in there if I was starting the business, learn, use my resources, and just pick it all up. Is is what I'm getting from you, right? Yeah, and that's what I got. Yeah, that's what okay. I was gonna elaborate too, just a little bit on it. Just you know, make sure you're using your resources wisely. Like you know, you said you went into Solomon something Solomon. Big Solomon. Big yeah. Solomon. But it's Shout just out. like go, go right. <laughs> but go to your your local bank. Sometimes don't think you know everything. You know, go to where the resources are and try to pick something up from them because you know yeah. you could go a long way and it, you could benefit a lot from it. Yeah, if you're a boy, I bet you he never. I think his mentality was like, oh, I could do it all. He probably would have never went into the bank and took someone's advice. I, I feel like just based, I don't know him, but based well, on what gave, you're saying. I gave him a lot of my resources, and he literally used them against me. Yeah, and that's what he okay. did. And, so his, and, yeah, and he that, was that, freeloading like, off of you. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, really? Like, come on, man. Like, I put you on these dudes. You right. know what I mean? So I was upset about that, and it, it, it kind of like, you know, a bad relationship after that. But, I mean, you learn a lot about a lot of people, too. Like, money changes people. And, and, and sure. but, but power is the worst, I feel like. Power but, really but, changes people. But talking on money real quick, um, what expenses will you, uh, will you have starting up the business? Is yeah. this something you could, like, say to me, I'm, yeah. how, how can I go into <laughs> I'm like okay. I'm I'm interested now. I want to I want to okay, possibly so, go into industry. How would I? No so money down. Me, right, right, right. Nah, I bet. Did not. you need loans? Did you need cash? So what, well, what happened with me is I got fired. Right. So I got fired. So from from uh from this place I was working at when I was a service manager. That was uh okay okay. Yeah, I got so that, I got fired. That's from when that you were job. doing the side hustle thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. He found out we were doing side hustle, but it was nothing against him. He owned a fleet. It's not like he owned, he he did work for owner ops or anything like that. He owned his own fleet. But he just wanted us, he was an old man, he just wanted us to be focused on his business. It's like, what does that matter after hours? You know what I mean? Yeah. But he fired us. So I had to make make a choice, get another job, or just push this, right? And I talked to my brother. My brother didn't have no kids at the time or anything. I mean, he, he So he was like, I'm down, dude. You tell me. I'll, yeah. I'll do this with you right now. That's right. So I was like, well, I'm going to do it. And I had nobody support on that. I mean, wow. my wife at the time, no support whatsoever. How was how was it dealing with that, dude? Oh, bad, dude. Yeah. It was all bad. Like nobody, nobody like thought I should do it. You know what I mean? Um, they just—it's always like, no, you can't do that. You know, you tried before. You know, you're gonna fail. You know, and they love to put you down. Did you, how do you, did feel you ever believe time? it? Did you ever believe? I that? don't believe nobody. I, I never believed I'm gonna fail. I, I don't good, care. Good. I, I don't actually fail is not an option for. Does, me. does that when everyone's saying, hey? You can't do it. It's not going to happen. I mean, is that more anger or is that more motivation for you? It's both. It's both. I mean, I can't lie on that. It's both. I can't stand people telling people that. I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. Every single thing you look at, somebody started it up. 
from a st- walking to a grocery store, someone started that up. You walk into 7-Eleven, someone started that up. No matter yeah. where you go, somebody's starting something up. So it's stupid to think that you can't do that. True. You know what I mean? It, no, it literally right. is idiotic. Preach, dude, preach. That, King, that's yeah. good for our listeners, too, because I'm, I'm sure there's so many people out there that they're getting the same shit, right? Like, their family doesn't believe in them, their girlfriend, their, I mean, whoever, their friends, probably feeling the same way. So I like that you're just opening up about that and kind of telling us that, hey, you went through that shit and, and you know, here you are today. So appreciate it, man. I, yeah, I, I like that. And it takes a lot to really go that route and say, kind of talk about the doubt that you have and just kind of go into detail and even say, you know, my my wife at the time didn't believe in me because that 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 is tough man having to go through that i mean mentally it's like yeah. he, he's human you know like everyone is you got to find your your fuel from somewhere though like my fuel came from my kids i would i would just fuel myself with that yeah. so even when i come up because dude i ain't gonna lie like there's times you feel defeated i mean your bank accounts overdrafted four grand you no, one, no one talks about that either you got payroll tomorrow but it's overdrafted four grand what the hell are you gonna do right? wow. real ass shit, so man. i mean you're nervous i would sit in the car with my head just on the steering wheel dude like not knowing what to do i'd be scared i, I was literally for so so many years like imagine going down a roller coaster and you got that fear in your stomach i was living like that for years in yeah. fear Constant constantly daily fear, daily ah. on the weekends didn't matter what it was and, and, and i would be stressed out of my mind i mean to the point where my, I, i'd make myself sick because i'm not responsible just for me i'm responsible for other families too so i'm i'm nervous because i got to make payroll how am i going to make that payroll right. and boom something would happen i would hustle something something from from the factoring company i was working on a big job came in boom push that job sometimes their checks would just barely go through sometimes their checks would bounce and i have to put the money in a day later and then and then i say oh my bad here boom give them the check something i would just make up something though something out with the bank account whatever right yeah but, but, they, but if they want to stay they stay if they want to go they can go you know what i mean but at the same time i had a lot of good people behind me so it kind of worked out but there's a lot of bad things that happened too. You know what I mean? So and and my bad, Jacob. So I, I I think I got caught up in the moment too, just on your mindset, like what you were going through. But I think I, we got a little off track, like and that was our fault. But I, I wanted to know more about that. But I know Luis was asking about the whole expenses. Like, what, was that from a loan or, or was that from so so the money you just saving up money? Well, no. When I got fired, that was the money I got, right? Okay. So I I said I told my brother I said hey I'm gonna oh, use my got money it, got it. and he used his money. And then we just, uh, we already had the truck. We just bought whatever we needed for that truck to be able to do the, the calls out when we were out there. So we basically started on like on six grand. Okay. So that's what we started the whole six, business on. It was like $6,000, right? That's cool. But we had to only buy like parts off the truck for the truck. And then we'd sell the, we, 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 we always um, up the part. So like 25%, whatever, right? We up the part. To make we some sell, profit. Yeah, you always make but you got the parts, right? And when you say you when you had to buy parts for the truck, so your truck or for no, the, someone else's the trucks truck? trucks we're working on. Okay, okay. So, so that was basically what we used our money on. Like the gas, going up and down the comb pass, and then uh, buying the um, the part for the truck that we're working on. Okay. And then and then we'd get, we'd get paid off that, and that's how we kept doing it, like back and forth. It was basically like always like kind of going round and round on that, you know what I mean? Until we were able to get more trucks in. And push that because we were charging real cheap back then. Now we're obviously like competitive with our pricing, but we're we're right there in the middle with everybody now. Yeah, you know what it. I mean, okay. pretty competitive. So, like, if if I'm starting up, I mean, is there anything in particular that I need to have? Like any 
any like certain sort of equipment that I have to go in just from day one that I have to buy? So you, when we, uh, before you, good question, and we're still gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. So you said you have the truck already. Right, you said what, what kind of truck was that? Or we just got a, a Chevy pickup truck. Oh, just a pickup one. truck. Yeah. Okay, so you had your, that? Your that, that was our service yeah. truck. Okay, we had a compressor in there. Um, it's, it gives you air for your air tools, and we had all our tools in there. And that goes back to your question: okay, of what yeah, kind yeah. of equipment so, you need? All right, so I guess so the truck. Obviously, you need, you need a truck. You need the compressor. I mean, any anything else? We had, um, well, if you're doing road stuff, you just really needed like a jack, like an air jack, things like that. Okay, but if you're doing like. A, like clutches and things like that, you need to have a, a different kind of jack. You know, it's a real a lot more expensive. You got to have it in the shop. You can't take that on the road. Oh but, shit! Um, okay. Yeah. So basically, we all the tools we had, we've been wrenching throughout the years. We um, had all those in the trucks. So we already had our tools. All we really needed was a truck and a compressor and jacks. That's all we needed. Perfect. perfect. So so that's what we ended up getting. It wasn't a big deal at the beginning. But then you need more tools as you do more things. You know what I mean? So, because we worked on every kind of truck. We don't just work on like there's so many different kind of trucks: Freightliners, um, Kenworths, you know, pack cars. I mean, just so many different trucks, right? Yeah. So, most of them you need different tools. So as we worked on everything, we had to keep keep getting more tools. Pick it but up. But we do there. that as we go. It's not yeah. like you have to spend a bunch of money right off the gate. You know what I mean? Okay. That's nice. That's nice. I think a lot of people think mindset. Like you have to pretty much buy everything all at once, you know, and, yeah, and start off that yeah. way. But no, you, I mean, you did it one at a time, little yeah. by little, as needed. As needed, yeah, as you go. Cool. So, next question I, I have, and uh, I'm I'm sorry, Luis, I'm asking so many questions, but it, you know, no. it, it's interesting to go me. Ahead. I don't know go much, ahead. and so I was just kind of wondering that. Okay, now I want to hire some employees. I start my, you know, I got my my compressor. I got you know some wrenches there. Uh, as far as like, I, I want to hire some mechanics. What do they have to go through? I mean, do they need any type of uh, like licensing or, or formal education for that? Well, you gotta have um, experience. But in my industry, it's so far back in time, dude. You don't need to have anything. Oh, as long, really? It's so oh, weird. Just go into it as a tech. Yeah. Okay. So like, um, there's no. I mean, people. We do air brakes. I mean, air brakes are so. I mean, you can crash if you don't know how to do air brakes, and no, and you're not even certified. But if you've been in the industry for a couple of years, they just basically consider you certifi certified. Okay. So Crazy. anybody can still hire you, and you can do air brakes. It's weird, but our industry is so back in time. Yeah, I want to do something different with it. I want to put it more on the map. I modernize it. And, 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 there we and, go. And, you yeah. can, and everybody makes more money. Us, the techs, everybody makes more money, right? So that's my my goal: franchising this thing, making it like. You know, like the McDonald's of the diesel world. You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. it, on, you see it everywhere. That's you good. know, all over the place. Our trucks everywhere, working on the roads, all that kind of stuff. Because big rigs, I mean, everything that we get from uh, consumer products comes from a rig. Yeah. They all deliver to Stater Brothers, to Vons, to M's Target, anywhere. You know what I mean? They're the ones delivering to everywhere. Yeah, no, and definitely, and I see that um, as far as you talking about about it, it seems like you have a different mindset when it comes to your industry. What type of habits have helped you stay on top of your business? One thing is you got to be strong-minded. You cannot look weak when you walk into your company, right? Um, no matter how, if your bank account's four, negative $4,000, you still walk into that customer, you got to put that face on. If you want to go cry in the car, before you go in there, do what yeah. you got to do, right? Yeah. But when you walk into that building, you better be on your A game. So, so like confidence, right? Like yeah. walking in, okay. Always be on your A game. Always have your poker face on, right? Don't let nobody know everything about your business. Keep a lot close to the chest. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, you got to get up early. You got to grind just like if, if – if, you got to grind like someone's trying to take it from you. 
That's how you always got to grind. Because I know a lot of people get comfortable when they come down to your they business. Do. And then they spend, obviously, the money that they're getting in as far as profit, they're spending it on, you know, materialistic things. Yeah. So, I mean, what have you done? Like, what has helped you stay disciplined and not go that route? That's, a good, that's a good question because I probably would have been one of those guys. But... I stay disciplined because at the time, I didn't have any money to do that. So even like wasting a dollar on something was, uh, was stupid to me because um, I was fighting to make payroll, fighting to make rent, fighting to do all that, right? So um, I basically just, it was through discipline because I had no choice. And now I'm just disciplined that way with that. Okay. So I learned like, hey, if you spend this, how are you going to pay rent? How are you going to... Um, how are you going to make payroll? How are you going to do this, right? Yeah. So I had no choice. And then it just, throughout the years of that, I, I don't know if that was just a blessing. You know what I mean? Um, because it taught me that. You know what I mean? So I had no choice. Okay. But, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest, too. Like, God's helped me through this a lot. That's good. I mean, I would, there was time. Ah, that's the first we've had so far. Yeah, that's yeah, what I said. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. And I'm glad you touched on that. Well, but. there was one point where I was thought that my business was going to be gone. You know, I, had, yeah. I was like, I'm done. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I literally went home. And I opened my Bible and read and prayed for eight hours, like if I was going to work. Instead of going into my shop, I didn't let nobody know this. I didn't let nobody know what I was doing. I told them I'm out doing sales. Don't worry about what I'm doing. So I, I, I was like, and then all of a sudden, my guys keep calling me, and I was like, look, I can't talk right now. I'll, I'll talk to you. I, I had my breaks, like, like break time, oh, and then I would call my guys and see what, how everything's going over there. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we had enough money in the bank to pay payroll. We were negative four grand at that time. Man. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I'm like, this is, I had to thank God for that, obviously. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that wasn't me. Right. That was not me at all. That was not my business. That was God bringing me the work to make payroll, to make rent, yeah. to do whatever I need to do. That's deep. And that's number one. Like, I got to I gotta touch on that. Like, God's helped me. You got to do that kind of stuff. I could just, it just is what it is. I, I literally did not know how I was going to do it. That's dope, man. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, it sounds like just, What's keeping you locked and ready every day is, you know, for running your business, it's just, it's mindset, right? That confidence and, and utilizing God, right? For, you know, in this case, like utilizing him for, for that. So I know we had, we had talked about a little bit about the whole franchise. I, I don't know if a lot of people know what that, that is, or I, I actually, who, what is franchise? I mean, maybe no one even knows about a franchise. Let's start there first. So franchising is this. So you can do it a few ways, but um, you sell your business to somebody. To a co- it could be a corporation. It could be an individual, right? You can sell it. So let's say I'm just starting out. I sell my business for 50 grand. Okay? So you sell them your all your plan, your ideas, how you run it. your cu- So it has to be a certain area. So let's just say I'm based out of... Inland Empire, right? He's based out of somewhere past the, the uh, somewhere in LA. So LA is his territory now, a certain to a certain zones, right? So his his territory is out there. So all the customers that I already got, like Swift, all these big customers that I have, I can't touch them out there in LA, right? Oh, they're his in yeah. LA now. But at the same time, they're already his. He already has his business set up to already do the work on those units. It's a, it's a big deal to try to do work on anybody, on a, on a big company. You got to go through so much process just to get them. I already have them. Yeah. It took me a long time to get a lot of these guys. Well, they could just go straight into them, right? All they got to do is go, I, I, I could even go to visit them and say, hey, we're out here now, and they'll just, boom, shoot them work. Oh, because we're closer now, yeah. right? So um, that's basically what you do if you franchise. At the same time, they got to follow your rules, though. They can't just, they got to, your business has to have a certain look, right? That, okay, so that's where I was going, yeah. So they can't I just guess, do what they want. Okay, you know, they so can't make us look bad. 
You know what I mean? So the franchise will have like your look, your style, your your like uh, your your touch on it is yeah. what it is. Okay, it's just gonna be mirrored. It's gonna be mirrored for mine. So it's exactly like yeah. So it's yeah. exactly like those. They can't switch anything up that they. No, yeah, not and, and then with. I give I can give them all my resources, and it doesn't hurt me at all. Like they can do my do with my factoring company and everything. Okay, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me at all because we're all in the same industry. We're all we're all pretty much the same thing. So my 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 whole goal is to become corporate. Yeah. So I want to be out of the shop corporate just watching over all these franchises yeah. and making sure they're getting the most of what they need because i'm still going to get a percentage off of that okay so i, I want to just that's my whole my end goal is to do that yeah that's okay. that's dope so yeah and then you said so i know ruben you asked like what if someone wanted to franchise it or someone that wanted yeah, to start yeah, up yeah, a business definitely. just like his um say someone that's just starting up this fix it diesel or franchise or whatever what are obstacles that they're going to go through like maybe two or three that you could touch on that that they need to be very aware of um we got the hardest uh our industry is the hardest for when it comes to the dealing with the customers so the owner operators the service managers they're ruthless like there's no loyalty in this industry right so So loyalty one right there's no No loyalty loyalty. so if you're like in a different industry a lot of these guys will stay faithful to using you right in our industry they just want the lowest dollar and they might they they end up coming back going away again coming back they think they get a lower dollar then someone messes up Mm. their trucks they come back to you it just keeps going back and forth nobody's loyal in this game that's the thing that that's one thing you got to know but you never stop pushing even if they don't like you. You don't stop stop emailing them. You don't stop going to them. You always got to keep pushing, pushing, and pushing. And that's one thing. That's a big obstacle right there. Just just the dealing with the customers. Gotcha. Okay. So, what about with just your employees? Like, what, like, do you have people who don't show up or who yeah. don't want to work? I mean, too. what about that right there? So yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, my, I have so many stories. <laughs> my, uh, my technicians are. are you either have really good technicians that are so on point with what they're doing, or you got the, some weird guys that come in there and they're just off. You know what I mean? They're not right in the head. You got a lot of people on drugs too, like mechanics and stuff. You got to deal with. So you got to you, you you try to hire them, but you're always like watching, like, hey, what's this? What's up with this guy? You don't know what's up with them, you know. But yeah. some of the best mechanics are like, you know, on drugs, and you're like, what's up with this guy? He's so knowledgeable, but I can't even use him. So you might hire him for a little bit, and you got to fire him because he's just all over the place. That's you know what crazy. I mean? Okay. So I mean, you got to deal with that. You know, our industries they're real rough too. So mechanics are real rough, like rugged people. So you got to look at that too. Like you got to be you got you got to be strong when you walk in and deal with mechanics because they're gonna look at you and especially like me. I'm not. I don't look like I'm I'm rugged like them. I don't. I'm not. I'm not kind of my appearance isn't really like theirs. You know. So when they see me, they want to you know they want to try to run over you. But I don't. I don't let that happen with anybody. So okay. I mean, even the service managers. Okay, so they want to run over you. Mm-hmm. you. You'll see parts guys go in there like vendors. We're a vendor. We're a, we're um, a service and repair vendor. The Got parts it. vendors or other service and repair vendors go in there, and they're mean to them, dude. Like they'll be ruthless, like basically degrading them. I don't allow that to be done by me. I don't. I don't do that. So when I go in there, I'm, I don't consider myself a sales guy. I'm, I'm educating the, my. My customers about my business, so I don't try to come off as I'm doing sales. I try to I try to come off as I'm educating you. If you don't want to talk to me, cool. Here's my card. I let you get a, uh, some information about what we do, yeah. and then I end, eventually end up getting a call mm-hmm. and I get a job. It could be. I mean, there's times it's three years later, and then boom, they just send me a bunch of work. You know That's what I mean? Crazy. It's like this this industry you just set yourself up. You, Planting you, seeds. Be patient. Patience yeah. is like so huge yeah. in business, man. Yeah. I was not patient before this. 
in my industry, my business helped me become patient. That's good. That's dope, That's good. man. And I then, mean, so we, we did talk about uh, like your employees, right? So as far as expenses, I mean, is that like your biggest expense, the employees, or, or what other other expenses did you have that are maybe reoccurring? My like, rent. My rent is because I have a big shop, a huge okay. shop. My rent is expensive. And if right? you can go back and do it again, will you get that same big shop? Or you yeah, think? because it's it's location is key. Okay, right. Perfect. So location is key. Okay. And most of my work is in the shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I know a lot of people that a lot of their work is outside the shop. But there's times that I'll have a lot of work outside the shop too. You know, but location is key. Um, I want to keep that, and I want to just expand on that. You know. Okay. And do you see your business growing more now? Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, like certain things have hit, you know, mm-hmm. like um, COVID, different kind of things uh, obviously affects you. Yeah, but um, so did, was, that, did that affect you a lot? Yeah, I mean, not not as much as other other businesses because we're working on rigs, mm-hmm. so we were able to go to work every day to say like anybody, like anything. Okay, that's so good. everything changed for a lot of people, but not for us. Okay, right? that's good. But we didn't have. We, I got about half the work that I was getting before. Oh man, because a lot of my work wasn't it wasn't all consumer stuff. I ended up getting like pretty, pretty much like half of my business, you know bounced off and I, I couldn't even do work on them because they were shut down oh, man. you know but we still survived I, i'm always going to survive that's right? good yeah i'm not i'm, not, like, I'm yeah. really not worried about surviving that attitude man. but i want to thrive i don't want to survive i want to thrive yeah got it and i just wanted to ask so i mean i talked about oh if i started this business if it was me right um Maybe it doesn't work out for me. I guess my question is, is this business meant for everyone or, or I mean, is there someone maybe they shouldn't, they shouldn't do it? What I do mean, you recommend it? What do you recommend this? Yeah, business? yeah, I would. Okay. I would recommend this business. Like to, um, to anyone. Pretty yeah, much, right? I would recommend it. I feel like um, it's a, it's a back in time industry. It's so outdated. It's not, it's not up to date at all. But it's going to be okay. because this uh, this business is blown up fast. But everybody's kind of different. Like there's a lot of like tech. They're not mechanics anymore. They're technicians because they okay. got to work on the computers. And and the trucks are all be like way more stuff is going on these trucks. They mean way more computerized. Uh, what, what's the difference so uh, between a mechanic and a technician? Okay. So mechanics like let's say seventies. It was all just you know mechanics. So it's just engine, you know, basically just working on the engine, different things like that. Now you have a uh, you have software hooked up to it. You have an ECM computer hooked up to the the engine and to yeah. the transmission. So it's reading all this stuff, and if it's like a computer crashes, the the truck just shuts off. It goes in limp mode, oh. and, and it can it does it goes like ten miles an hour. Oh, and we got to figure out what's going on with that, which is great for us because back in the day, they'll run their trucks into the ground. You said earlier that that has boosted up your sales, right? That boosted up oh, sales. profit, yeah. yeah. For for anybody in the industry because they have no choice but to bring it to you now. And they and, and that's charged a lot of money. I mean, ECM alone is over three grand. Jeez, you know I mean? Just the crazy. ECM. The DPF filters, they go up from go from three grand to 12 grand. And those are the filters that um that that the whole system goes through to make sure that there's the clean air comes out of it. Mm-hmm. So, crazy. Yeah. So I mean, it is, and and they didn't have that before. This is all new. Yeah, that's crazy. And you did mention that you want your business to keep thriving, and I do hope I wish you the best. I it seems that. like you have that attitude that you're never gonna let your business fail. It seems like you're always gonna push no matter what. You're doing everything it's gonna take to to keep it running. And um, once again, I know Ruben and I both wish you the best in your journey. Um, we'll definitely have to stop by, Ruben, maybe one of these yeah, days and, and just and, check it out. And right? also, too, have you back on again. I know that yeah. uh, I learned a lot from you today, so that's always cool. And, yeah, like Luis said, right, it sounds like you're going to – you have way more potential. It, it doesn't sound like this is it. This is, like, this is where the buck stops. It sounds like there's so much more. So I, I appreciate you just – 
getting on with us and, and telling us about your business and, and telling the listeners especially because I'm sure there's someone out there who maybe they didn't know, but now they know. Now yeah. they know what you do, so thank you. Yeah, and then just with, uh, on that note, Jacob, is there anything you'd suggest to our listeners? Um, you know, someone who wants to open up a business, what words of encouragement would you give them or words of guidance or someone as a mentor? What, what would you tell them? They just got to do it. They can't, um, you think too much about it, or you, and you can't really just go half in. Because if, if you're just half in, it's, it's not, a, it's not a, your business, it's a side hustle. You gotta, and you got to know the difference between the two. Right. Because um, if, if, even if you're thinking, oh, this is my business and it's a side hustle the whole time, you're not, it's gonna, it can actually lose a lot of money from it. So you got to know the difference. But you just got to go full on like you just nice. can't you can't just do it half-assed you can't and what yeah. would, on that note because i know a lot of time well a lot of people are trying to do that site hosts which is i'm not knocking it but they're working their nine to fives so when is it okay i'm done with this nine to five it's time for me to focus on this side hustle how would you know what words would you give them of advice because you knew, you did it it's pretty easy though like just stop going to the bar stop spending your money and save your money up Quickly, don't do it like, well, I'm gonna do it here and there. No, 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 stop going to Vegas, stop doing all that stuff, save your money up, boom, just go full in. Okay. Once you're full in, you got no choice. This is how you survive. You got to take that leap. That's that's literally what it is. It's a leap and a leap of faith. And you got to go for it. If Perfect. you don't do it, you're always going, it's always gonna be a side hustle, always. Perfect. And a lot of people just don't do it. You know, that's why they call it one percent because only one percent of the world has the guts to start their own business they, they think, think a certain way man it's tough it's tough i mean like you said you went through a lot and yeah when you really start thinking about it when it's time to do it it's scary i mean you said it yourself you had that feeling in your stomach oh, for years. i feel like a lot of people have that but you know i'm sure listening to this episode they're going to learn a lot from it whether it's in this industry or not that they're trying to go into well, even if they fail at one they don't stop you know right. what i mean you got to go, go go try it again like you, it doesn't matter like you, people i mean you're going to fail i've had other businesses before this that failed right you know what i mean so i had other things i was trying to do before this there were side hustles but that's maybe another reason why they failed too because i was looking at it as a side hustle you weren't you weren't going all in yeah so it's important i i, I say to like pretty much the re- like to summarize what you said is just dude if you're going to treat it like a side hustle that's what it's going to be always it's a yeah. side hustle like if you don't go all in then you know it's never going to be like what you what you picture it being it's like do it take that sacrifice take that leap of faith i mean save up do whatever it takes because i mean at the end of the day you got to put in some work to 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 get to where you want to be i mean you know uh, a dude doesn't just get buff overnight right they got to go to the gym and work out every day and and put in that work and 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 sacrifice the cheeseburgers Mm -hmm. so i mean same thing goes for the business you got to do the same thing that's what i learned today uh, along with so many other tips so thank you again jacob yeah jacob once again thank you any last words that you want to say real quick Shout out uh, your business. Yeah, just your- fix it, Diesel. And our quote is, you're the sharpest tool in the shed. Like I said, we're off nice. in Fontana. You guys want to come out and check us out. We're there. Fontana, definitely. Nice. Well, once again, guys, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Jacob. Thank you.